Hello from the members of First United Methodist Church in Royce City. Thank you for listening to this podcast. We hope you find it meaningful and relevant. You're invited to join us for worship anytime, and you can learn more about our worship options, location, and small group opportunities by visiting our website, fumcroycecity.org. Today, we hear from our pastor, Reverend Chris Everson. May God bless you as you listen to His Word proclaimed. So, this is what you want me to tell them? The people, your people? who have been in dark exile for many years, their backs against some Babylonian wall. Lord, it was one thing when you had me tell the king that a virgin would give birth. Go back to sleep, my dear. I'm talking to God. What do you mean, is he listening? How do I know? What do you mean, am I listening to him? You see, Lord, that's what I'm talking about. Even my wife questions me. Now, you are God Almighty. You do things how you do things. But you want me to tell them that the Messiah is going to be just a plain guy like one of us who suffers, who dies, why not a Moses to lead us out of exile? Or better yet, a King David, a mighty warrior. Not a little baby. Hmm. You see, Lord, this is what I'm talking about. Your people, stumbling in the darkness, stubbing their toes on the sin of the world. We need a rescuer, a mighty savior, not a... This is such a small flame, yet it fills the whole room with light. Lord, I'm an unclean man. Have mercy on me, Lord. I will tell them everything you've shown me. Even if I don't understand it, I'll trust you, good Lord. In your own time, I know you will deliver Emmanuel. You will bring us light. You will bring us hope. Light and hope. I'm coming to bed, dear. Would you please pray with me? Oh God, we thank you that you have given us light. And that light is through our Savior, Jesus Christ. But Lord, we need to remember we're not quite there yet. We, we see glimpses of your glory. We see glimpses of your kingdom around us. But we still wait. We still await for your glory. And we ask that as we wait, that you allow the words of my mouth and the meditation of each heart here be pleasing in your sight, O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. Amen.
So I want to thank uh, Jay Chesser for uh, being Isaiah uh, this morning. Uh, over the uh, period of Advent, over the next four Sundays, and even on Christmas Eve, we're going to be visited by, by five different characters that, that we connect to the uh, Christmas story. <clears throat> and, and they will give us a, a glimpse uh, of what it is that we are, are preparing for. Now, you may think, Isaiah, he's, he's one of those Old Testament guys. How is he connected to the Christmas story? Well, if, if you read through the book of Isaiah, you'll see story after story, scripture after scripture that, that points to Jesus, that points to the coming of a Savior that comes, that, that points to the, the need that we all have, the need of, of salvation through Jesus Christ. See, when Isaiah was writing these texts, he was uh, a prophet for about four kings, four Judean kings in the, in the Judean kingdom. And, and, and during those times, about 700 years before Christ, the people of Israel were, were trapped. They were, they were trapped in their own sin. They were trapped in, in the way that they were doing life. And, and through that, that trapping, through, through that, that struggle of the people of Israel, they saw that their lives were being held captive. First held captive by what was in their hearts, but then later by the Assyrians and by the Babylonians who then picked up the Israelites and, and they took them into captivity to their homelands, taking them away from their own land. And you may wonder, what does these passages, or how does this connect to the story of Jesus? Well, it connects by the words of Isaiah as the people were waiting. See, the, the people were waiting because they were wanting God to move in the way that he moved before. As, as Isaiah said here, you know, they were waiting for, for Moses to come and with the power of Moses to, to free God's people. But then they weren't only, they'd only not wanted Moses to free them from exile, they wanted a mighty king like, like David. Or, or like Solomon, who, who had a, a power and a might to, to free them. But as we hear in our scripture this morning, God, through Isaiah, was giving a, a different plan. So I invite you to hear the word of the Lord from Isaiah chapter 9, verse 2, and then verse 6 and 7. You can follow along with the words that we have on the screen or in your own Bibles. <clears throat> Hear the word of the Lord. The people walking in darkness have seen a great light. On those living in the land of deep darkness, a light has dawned. For to us, a child is born. To us, a son is given. And the government will be on his shoulders and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. 
of the greatness of his government and peace, there will be no end. He will reign on David's throne and over his kingdom, establishing and upholding it with justice and righteousness from that time on and forever. The zeal of the Lord Almighty will accomplish this. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. You know, I I think about the words of Isaiah, especially at this time. Because we, we get confused about what to think about the season of Advent. We, we get confused because, well, you know, especially this year, you know, Thanksgiving was just, what, three days ago? And, and, and it's hard to get into the feeling of, of preparing for Christmas when we just got done stuffing ourselves with turkey and, and dressing and cranberries and, and you name it, whatever we had for our Thanksgiving meals. We, we get confused because immediately after we give thanks for, for all that we have, we, we rush to the stores on Friday to get the best deals we can for the presents for Christmas. We, we get confused because we're already standing at the stable, looking upon the Christ child. But here's the thing about the season of Advent. It reminds us that that even though we have all of the trappings of, of Christmas around us, Christmas is not here yet. See, the season of Advent gives us a an opportunity to to be the counterculture church that that God has called us to be. It it calls us to remember that it's not about what's underneath the tree. It it calls us to remember it's not about what we decorate with or or, or how we plan for our, our meals or how we plan on traveling. The season of Advent is here to remind us that we all need a Savior, that that we all need somebody to come and save us from the lives that we have so that we may live in that abundant life with Christ. There are two words that that, that pop out uh, to me as as I think about the beginning of this Advent season. And and those two words are exile and hope. See, we can't have hope unless we realize that that we are a people living in exile. You know, I'm reminded of being a people living in exile, when I just take a look at the, the news feed on my phone or if I flip on the radio or flip on the TV and I hear of all of the different stuff that's happening around us, acts of terrorism, struggles between governments trying to, to wrestle power one from the other. When I hear about children living in bondage in what 
uh, sex trafficking is. When still we are reminded that even though we have moved far beyond the, the fight for civil rights for, for African Americans, that there are still pockets of racism that lives in and around us. I, I see those things and my heart starts to break because I realize, God, this is not the kingdom that you have called us to live into. But you call us to do something more. To be that, that light that Isaiah was lifting up so that the entire world around us can be bright. But if we're honest with ourselves, exile goes a whole lot farther than just what's happening in the world around us. We are reminded that sometimes we ourselves, we're in exile. Or we see that we are separated or we have things that we wake up the next morning and we go, God, please, let today be better than yesterday. God, when will I see an end to the pain and the suffering that I am currently living in? Maybe it's troubles that we have in a family or we're moving closer to divorce. Maybe it's a disease that we have inside of our bodies and we're wondering, will we ever have healing from that. Maybe we are so buried in debt that we don't know if we're ever going to see release from that. Maybe we're so depressed and maybe the pale of death is still around us and we're praying for God to please release us from these things. See, that, that could be your exile at this moment. And what the season of Advent reminds us, it reminds us that we're not in the middle of the, this happy and joyful time, but we are reminded that even while we are in exile, even though we feel like, like the world is, is, is just trapped around us, that there is a God there in the midst of us telling us that a child is born, that, that a Savior has come, that, that there is release from our own captivity. And all we need to do is to reach out and, and, and accept that hope. So that's the second word, hope. It is the hope that we have that sees us, that lets us see the next day. I, I love this definition of, of hope, but, but it's missing something. It says, hope is a feeling of expectation and desire for a certain thing to happen. Now, that, that, that's a great definition, but it misses the key point of who we are as followers of Christ. So I like this definition a little bit more. It says that hope is a confident affirmation that God is faithful, that he will complete what ha he has begun. It is also, therefore, 
that confident expectation which waits patiently and ardently for God's purposes to be filled. See, as Christians, we live in a world of hope. And in the midst of the pain and the struggles that we have, we know that God is there in the midst of our exile, calling us to reach out to him, to allow his salvation to come to each and every one of us so that we may be filled with the power of God's spirit. See, that's why we come to this table. This table is all about hope. This table reminds us through the breaking of the bread and and through the pouring of the cup that, that salvation is ours. That salvation is a gift that God has given us, not just to relish that we are then saved, but then to be the, the, the healing agents ourselves, to, to allow salvation to, to flow through us so that we may bring healing and wholeness to the world around us, so that we may be the agents of hope to let people know that God is for them and that salvation comes so they may be set free from the bonds of exile around them. So my friends, my my prayer and my hope that as we begin the season of Advent, we remember that we are still in exile. But thanks be to God that he is there with us, guiding us, leading us, sharing with us so that we may extend the hope of Christ with the world around us. Let us pray. Oh God, I just lift up everyone who is here today, knowing that we all are facing some form of exile in our lives. Whether we're just so downtrodden with what's happening in the world around us, or whether we are facing some form of exile in our own lives. God, bring the light of Christ into our lives so that we may see the hope that you bring, so that we may see the hope that you pour out upon each and every one of us, so that we may be the hope of Christ in a broken world. So, Lord, as we prepare to receive what you have given us through this table, Help us to be the light of Christ to the world around us. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.